0: Good morning, Trinity Lutheran Church. It's the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. Welcome to Trinity. So glad you're here this morning. We have a baptism at the late service. We're going to sing a little bit about that. We've got uh, stories about water and boats and all kinds of stuff. But mostly just glad that you are here this morning. Uh, Welcome to Trinity. We're going to start with two songs as prelude this morning. The first one is Brighter Than the Sun by Ray McKeever. Good song about baptism brighter brighter than the sun is the candle of the holy one bigger bigger than the sea are the waves of god washing over me gonna light my candle from the holy flame of the one that's brighter than my own name gonna wash my body in the holy sea in the water of life that's bigger than me oh brighter brighter than the Sun is the candle of the Holy One bigger bigger than the sea are the waves of God washing over me God, to meet God's children at the fountain of life, where the Word and the water and the Lord Jesus Christ make a new creation out of everyone. Holy Spirit of love, let the waters run, oh, brighter, brighter than the sun is the candle of the Holy One, bigger, bigger than the sea are the waves of God washing over me. Gonna gather around and gonna welcome in every child to be and everyone who's ever been. Gonna breathe together with this spark of life, Holy Spirit of God. Make our flame burn bright, oh, brighter, brighter than the sun is the candle of the Holy One. Bigger, bigger than the sea are the waves of God washing over me. Brighter, brighter. The sun is the candle of a holy one bigger bigger than the sea are the waves of god washing over me and we're moving to some songs about water and boats and the presence of god in our midst a song by tom walker local friend and pastor and We're All in the Boat. I think there'll be some charts up on the wall to read. I have no idea what they'll look like, but you can figure them out and sing with us. We're all in the boat, drifted on the sea, trying to stay afloat, water as far as the eye can see reach into your heart find a hopeful word find the healing gesture, send it off like a bird then keep your eyes on the horizon one day she'll return to lead this fragile vessel safely home When the waves become like mountains and the rain is pouring down a leaky boat will barely float and anyone could drown. Well, I do believe I've been there and you may be there too, but whatever pain you're drowning in, we're holding out for you. We're all in the boat, drifted on the sea, trying to stay afloat, water as far as the eye can see. But reach into your heart, find a hopeful word, find the healing jester and send it off like a bird. Then keep your eyes on the horizon. One day she'll return to lead this fragile vessel safely home. One day will come a rainbow and all the rain will be gone. But we can't afford anyone overboard. So help us all hang on. And we'll send a bird out daily the future is not known, while one of us is homeless, none of us is a home, we're all in the boat, drifting on the sea, trying to stay afloat, water as far as the eye can see, but reach into your heart, find a hopeful word, find a healing gesture, and send it off like a bird. Then keep your eyes on the horizon. One day she'll return to leave this fragile vessel safely
1: Good morning. Good to be here, amen? amen? It is good to be here. Also, welcome to those uh, online like Auntie Faye over in the east side, uh, Chuck Baumgren, uh, pastor, mentor, friend of uh, mine in my life, and Fred and Bonnie Walker who watch us in Illinois every week uh, from the farm fields of Illinois. So many others. We're glad. In person or online, mine is the church. For everybody. You got that right. The order of service is printed before you uh, in the bulletin, everything will be projected for you as well. We're honored by your presence. Let us worship God together. If it's comfortable, I'd invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our uh, gathering hymn, come and see. responsive reading, our litany for this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We come to God's house. In joy and we come somewhat whole. And somewhat broken. We come believing and doubting. We come as we are, saints and sinners, at the same time. Everyone, really, aliens, and strangers, yes. either all are welcome, or all will be excluded. no room for boasting, no place for this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Everything is a gift of grace. Our hymn of praise uh, leading us forward towards our gospel lesson for today, Walk Across the Water.
0: When the waters of our mother broke and the world first came to be, it was in that instant God unspoken said, walk across the water. by the word in the water freed. Jesus looked into our wondering eyes and said, walk across the water. Fled from egypt's land they were chased up to the sea moses god said take them by Your face.
1: Thanks and praise, Lord God, for your gracious invitation to worship together in this place. Give us the courage to walk on water. Give us eyes that are focused on Jesus. Give us the faith to trust you in our sinking. Give us hope that we might navigate uncharted waters and live faithfully into the calling of our baptisms. We pray in the name that is above all other names. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated.
2: The first lesson is from Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles the word of the lord
0: the one thing you didn't see coming, and no one would blame you, though, if you cried in private, if you tried to hide it away, so that no one knows, no one will see, if you stop believing, oh, my soul, you are not. where fear has to face the God you know one more day God will make a way let God show you how you can lay this down because you're not alone can be honest, I won't try to promise that someday it all works out. Because this is the valley and even now he is breathing in your dry bones. And there will be dancing and there will be beauty where beauty was ash and stone. This much I know Oh, my soul, you are not alone. There's a place where fear has to face the God you know. One more day, God will make a way. Let God show you how you can lay this down. Strong enough, I can't take any more You can lay it down and my shipwrecked faith will never get me to shore You can lay it down Can God find me here? Can God keep me from going under There's a place where fear has to face the God you know. One more time God will make a way. Let God show you how you can lay this down.
1: Thank you, uh, Carl, Ron, Jim, our musicians. Thank you for that. And at the end of the sermon, just stay put. Have a sermon uh, kind of response to the stay put, stay in the spirit for that. Kind of got a water theme going here today. Not a lot of water outside, but um, water theme. We've got a baptism today. Uh, Emily Luna Sears, uh, whose sister was baptized here Right before the pandemic, and she's been waiting for her chance. So the, that's uh, her mother Jessica grew up in our parish, so we'll be celebrating that at the next service. Title of the sermon this morning is Uncharted Waters. All through our lives, we tell and are told stories stories take center stage around campfires at bedtime in literature and in film the stories that we tell and are told shape our minds and our culture stories are an important part of human interaction they convey information they convey wisdom they are sometimes intimate They are sometimes humorous, they are sometimes insightful, and they are sometimes ridiculously embellished. Stories. Stories can be told and retold. It's much easier to recall a story or a fable or a parable than it is a sermon or a lecture. And really, when you think about it, it's hard to imagine our lives without stories. But stories are hard to understand without context. The setting in which they occurred and the events that preceded them are critical pieces of any story. Our lesson today cannot stand alone. It is found in the context of Jesus' ministry. So let's set the stage that we might come to understand and perhaps retell the story that we are sharing this morning. Last week, if you were here or online, Jesus fed the 5,000 on a hillside in the Sea of Galilee. 5,000 poor, pathetic people, diseased and hungry, floundering in life. They were looking for something. They were looking for a word of hope in a world that mostly spoke harsh words to them. They were looking for a glimmer of light in a world that was mostly dark to them, floundering in life. They came looking for Jesus. Now, if you read the Gospel of Matthew and find out the context, what you're going to see is that Jesus, too, was floundering at this point in his career. He had just been rejected by his hometown. He had come to Nazareth to preach, and the people who watched him grow up refused to listen to the carpenter's kid. Then as he walked with his tail between his legs toward the Sea of Galilee, he was approached and he was informed that his cousin, his childhood playmate and friend, the prophet who had baptized him, John the Baptist, had been executed by King Herod for sport. Jesus, as you might imagine, was crestfallen. He was devastated, grief-stricken, floundering, just trying to keep going, one foot in front of the other. And more than anything else, he just wanted to be alone, alone to lick his wounds, to cry his tears alone to lift his prayers to God, alone seeking direction. But the crowds, they were looking for him. And they were persistent. He had just fed them. And they were not done following him. And he had compassion on them, and he touched them, and he healed them, and he gave what energy he had to the people who seemed to be lost and forgotten. And then it was getting late, And the people were getting hungry and there was no food to speak of it seemed just a boy's lunch jesus said the disciples came to jesus and they said we know they're hungry lord but there's nothing we can do enough is enough jesus lord you are spent You are exhausted. We can see it in your eyes. You've done enough for these people. You can give them no more. Just send them away and let them find food for themselves. It really isn't our problem. But Jesus told the disciples to feed them. The disciples knew this was impossible. They were in the middle of nowhere. There was not a Costco in sight. That's when the miracle happened. Jesus somehow fed 5,000 men, but the women ate too, and the children had happy meals, and in fact, more than 10,000 people ate that day, and get this, there were leftovers, we are told. It was late, and now we enter the story this week. More than a story, it's God's Word for us this morning. It comes from Matthew the 14th chapter. Immediately after feeding them, Jesus made the disciples get in to a boat. He told them to cross the Sea of Galilee ahead of them. Jesus then dismissed the crowds. Go in peace, love, and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. The congregation moved on. They picked up their burros. they got a box lunch to go, bread and fish, and they headed off and Jesus went off by himself. He finally had a moment of peace. He got to be alone in his grief and in his exhaustion now, and so he prayed, and so he rested, and so he gathered himself. He was down, but he was not out. If you're thrown off a horse, you got to get back on. Fear cannot rule the day. Disappointment cannot stop us from living. Rejection is common. Failure is a part of our human experience and jesus was very human in the darkness of that evening jesus headed down to the sea of galilee he headed down to find the disciples but this time the boat was way out it was far from shore it had carried the disciples so far and now the wind had come up the boat was being battered by the elements Waves were crashing over the bow. The disciples were wet, and they were tired, and they were not quite sure that they were going to make it to the other side. And there, in the early morning, Jesus came walking toward them. Walking, not on land, but walking on the water. The disciples saw him coming, or or did they? Could it be that their minds were playing tricks on them? You know, people don't walk on water. Phantoms, demons, spooks may walk on water. People simply don't walk on water. Who was it? What would happen next? The disciples were terrified. One of them yelled out, it's a ghost. And they all cried out, I do believe in ghosts. I do, I do, I do. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter thought he recognized the voice. He said, Lord, if it is you out there, command me to come to you on the water, to which Jesus said, come. Peter put his foot over the edge. He dipped his toe into the teeming sea. And then, in a moment of extraordinary faith, or outright stupidity, Peter started walking on the water. And he was headed straight towards Jesus. Now I have to tell you folks what you already know. People are not supposed to walk on water. It's just not a good idea. Peter is walking on the water, step by step on the stormy seas, and then he thinks about what he's doing. And fear gets the best of him. And he remembers that his uncle Thaddeus had drowned while fishing in the Sea of Galilee. The water is rough, the wind is howling, and Peter knows that he is a fish out of water. Worse yet, he is a rock. Rocks don't float. And here he was trying to walk on water. He became frightened. Gravity got the best of him. And he began to sink. And as the waters were about to fill his lungs, as the waters were about to end his life, Peter reaches out his hand and cried out for help, saying, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, the rough hand of the carpenter, the hand that had broken bread and fed the masses, the hand that would touch lepers, the hand that would wash feet, the hand that would be torn by the piercing of a nail. Jesus reached out that hand and grabbed Peter's quivering flesh. And with the power of Almighty God, Jesus pulled him from death to life. From fear to relief. From the valley of the shadow of death to the embrace of the Savior, Jesus pulled Peter out of the violent waters. And the text says that they joined the others in the boat, and the wind ceased Blowing. So how did Peter get back to the boat? We know he was not proficient at walking on water. He was not a good enough swimmer to make it back on his own. The only answer, he was carried. He was carried by the one who saved his life. Uncharted waters. Does this story speak to you? Can you relate to it? Mm -hmm. Does this extraordinary faith and courage speak to you in your life? You know, a week ago, I thought I would write a sermon about walking on water. Then I kind of thought better of it. So let me check out my hunch. Just by show of hands, how many of you have walked on water before? Oh, just one. Yeah. I'm not talking about the frozen lakes of Minnesota. Okay. by show of hands and then keep your hands up for just just a moment how many of you have ever found yourselves uh floundering in the dangerous waters of life now keep them up for a minute how many of you have ever floundered in paralyzing fear unable to move how many of you have floundered unsure where to go in your life or what to do or unsure if you could even Go on in your life. How many have floundered at work or at school or at parenting or in your marriage? Keep those hands up. I have mine up for all of those above. And I want you to look around for just a minute. Not at me, look around for just a minute. This is the human condition. You can put your hands down. This is the human condition. We cannot walk on water, and God does not expect us to walk on water, and God will not ask us to walk on water. Literally, you'll never be called to walk on water. But figuratively, you will have to venture out into violent seas and uncharted waters a cancer diagnosis, a painful divorce. The death of a spouse or a child, and you will be adrift, and there's no escaping it. And most of us here today have been there already. Can you remember the most trying and terrifying time in your life? A time when you were lonely, depressed, shamed, adrift on uncharted waters? Of course you can. So I'm going to ask you one more time, with that in mind, just put your hand up for a moment and say, Lord, save me. Go for it. This is the image I want you to to take with you today. That image that you just saw in this sanctuary, everybody's hand up saying, Lord, save me. That's the image I want you to take with you today. We are not a bunch of strong, confident, self-righteous Christians walking on water towards Jesus. That is not who we are No, the image I want you to store in your memory bank is one of a room full of human beings with their hands up, calling out, Lord, save me. And Jesus grabs your hand and pulls you from the waters of despair and helplessness. Jesus pulls you in, picks you up, and carries you back to the boat, and that is where you'll find the rest of us in the boat. All roads lead back to the boat. Now, there are many roads in life. There are lots of detours and flat tires and GPS malfunctions. There's a ferry down, or they're going to repave the ferry waiting area this week, so you can wait longer. There are many roads in life, but all roads lead back to the boat. Psalm 139 puts it this way, Where can I glow from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. You see, there are many roads, but all roads lead back to the boat. The truth is, none of us walk on water. We are fragile at best. We are afraid. We are certainly insecure. We are one lab test away from funeral planning. We are so very human, none of us can walk on water, but we all will be cast out at some point on uncharted waters. And we spend much of our life floundering in the waters of uncertainty and despair, consumed with fear and doubt, just like Peter. Our insecurities are always with us. That is the truth. And there is a comfort and a freedom. In naming that truth, that knowing we're all a part of the human family, to welcoming each other to Trinity Lutheran Church, sometimes known as TLC, the Total Loser Club. But into the midst of our lives, here comes Jesus. See him walking on the water. He is our hope, and he is our salvation. Lord, save me. Carry me back to the boat. Return me to the safety of the boat. Carry me, Lord. I can't swim. Lift me up. Carry me to a safe place. You know where we're sitting now, right? It's called the sanctuary, right? There you go. And sanctuary means safe place, right? But the sanctuary has another name. The name is nave. Think navy. The nave is the boat where the people of God gather each week to hear words of comfort and promise and hope. The nave is the boat where the people of God gather each week to carry each other, to pray for one another, to laugh and cry together. Ideally, all of life's roads would lead us back to the boat, back to this place, to the safe place, to the sanctuary. So with all that, let me end with this thought. What is the boat? It's a vehicle, right? And a boat is built to go places. It's built to go somewhere. And together at TLC, we will journey together through decades of our life. And our journey here includes life and death, joy and sorrow. Human journeys merge in this community of faith. We are in this boat together. But what do boats leave behind them? Awake evidence of their existence evidence that they passed by and we find ourselves living in the wake of bill cochran and judy engman their wake a legacy of love and service our lives are the same will we leave a wake behind we have no choice now, that wake may be positive or negative, but there's no denying that that wake will be present behind us. My prayer for you and for this congregation is that we might leave a mighty wake, a wake of goodness in Freeland, in Clinton, in Greenbank, and Coopville. My prayer is that the boat we share in this place might leave a mighty wake of compassion in war-torn Ukraine, in the Horn of Africa, in Hawaii, and to the corners of the globe. My prayer is that this boat might leave a mighty wake in your life and in your family. And I pray that when you find yourself floundering, sinking, afraid that you're about to drown, that you trust Jesus to lift you up and carry you back to us, to this sanctuary. To this boat where we will be waiting for you that's where you'll find us and when you arrive cold wet and worn by the elements we will welcome you home amen, amen.
0: troubles cause. Oh stand on mountains you raise me up to walk on stormy seas i am strong It's hunger, nor its restless heart beats so imperfectly. But when you come and I am filled with wonder, sometimes I think I glimpse eternity. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. wrong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can be.
1: seated as we lift our hearts to God in prayer. Um, Each petition will end, loving God, hear us as we sing, and we have a song response. We'll sing that once now and after each petition. Let us pray.
0: Through the water in the wonder with our doubts and with our fears hear our prayer.
2: God, hear us as we bring our prayers to you. Loving God, you catch us when we fall, calm us in our fear and guide us through the roughest waters. Help us as we attempt to be your steady light of hope for any in need and an advocate for those left behind in our society let us truly see all people and be agents of positive change so we dare to say take heart do not be afraid loving god hear us as we sing through the guiding god this week we have remembered hiroshima and nagasaki humble the hearts of those who wield power guide us all to the path of compassion generosity and thoughtful justice that frees us from hatred and violence that we might bring an end to conflict and bring restoration and wholeness to all concerned loving god Hear us as we sing. Through the water, in the wonder, with our doubts and with our fears, hear our prayer. Healing God, refresh the spirits of those afflicted by serious illness or critical life circumstances, and lift all who give support be with those who are nearing death or grieving the loss of a loved one, we now lift, either aloud or in silence, the names of those in need. Loving, loving God, hear us as we sing. Through the water,
0: in the water.
2: Surrounding God, be with Emily Luna and her family this day as she enters the waters of baptism in light. Let her know by heart many songs of hope and love as she and all the baptized grow in lives of service and humility. Loving God, hear us as we sing. Nurturing God, guide us to steward this creation so that it might sustain all people throughout their lives and beyond. Be with those who experience loss and other hardships as a result of fires and disasters beyond their control and be with all who serve to provide safety and support. Loving God, hear us as we sing. Grateful for your voice of hope, all the people of God say, "Amen." Amen.
1: The peace of the Lord be with you. you. Invite you to stand up. Share the peace. Thank you for sharing that greeting of peace. After the service, would encourage you to come on over into the gym for coffee and cookies and uh, assorted tasty things. Uh, spend t- time together, sharing the journey a little bit. Courtyard's also open, nice out in the courtyard. If you want to take coffee and uh, a few treats out there, it's a nice spot to visit as well. Uh, also, um, for those uh, who got the memo... Um, about the Hawaiian shirts, or if you've got trendy t-shirts, take a quick picture afterwards. You want to come up quick afterwards, and we'll take a picture. It's good for uh, continuing education uh, as we (laughs) send this out the next time we do a memo. I should tell you that it was Daryl Dyer and Bill Anderson, who both got out of the car, different cars, but at the same time about a month ago, and they both had Hawaiian shirts on, and at that point, I said, We're going to have a Hawaiian shirt We're, uh, Sunday. So inspired by that. Did not know what would be going on in Hawaii at that time, obviously, a month ago. Uh, our prayers for uh, uh, those people in Maui. And uh, as you saw yesterday, or Friday, I guess, when we sent out a missive, 100% of the money given away, uh, given, that we send to Lutheran disaster relief, 100%, no overhead at all, 100% goes to the ground in Maui. Uh, to work work with relief uh, agencies there. So if you'd like to help with that, if you're so inspired, you can do that online. There's also uh, a basket out in the Narthex, uh, envelopes there with, uh, say, Trinity Church on them. You can send those back. Write out the check, if you're making a check, to the church. Put Maui in the uh, memo, and then we'll get it off right away. We send those off right away and get them to help the people, uh, we we send checks all the time. A couple of checks that we sent this week, boom. Uh, on the what side is it for you? On the left side is the Enzo House. How many know about the Enzo House? It's a hospice uh, run right down here, uh, two miles, a mile and a half from the church, run by the Buddhist community, and uh, it's a wonderful place. Um, uh, they do great ministry, and we want to support them. They're celebrating 20 years. Of ministry there. I've been there many times uh, to visit people who are dying. And on the other side, the right side, you see that uh, what I wrote about yesterday in the missive was that after we had Lisa Kipp here from Lutheran World Relief and talked about that. Just a few days later, we received a check from one of our members, uh, made out to the church for $50,000 to Lutheran World Relief. And we forwarded that the very same day that it came in the office. It came in the office in the morning here, and by that afternoon it was in the hands of Lutheran World Relief. Uh, at, uh, so, um, so we just give thanks for that. Thanks be to God. I'm gonna call on Deacon Amy. Good morning.
3: Good morning. Just one announcement, really a big thank you to Trinity for supporting our kids and our youth. We just got back on Friday evening from a trip to Camp Luther Haven on Lake Coeur d'Alene in Idaho. There you can see our group that went to camp. Uh, We took eight of our middle school students for a week of incredible adventures in the woods and on the water and just had a wonderful time. So thank you. Thank you, Trinity, for supporting these kids that we can do such fantastic things together.
1: All right, thank you, Amy.
3: You know, he gets a little time off and he forgets, don't you think. Go ahead. Okay, all right, so. (laughs) There are a few announcements, some that uh, just wanna make sure, there's signups out in the narthex out there. Uh, Two memorials, we need cookies and servers, and on the far back one is the luncheon. Okay, so, so now, here's the big ones.
1: No hats today? Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> September is right around the corner. Uh, I have the signups for September and October. And the one thing you're gonna find about September is on the 17th, we go to three services, eight, nine, 13, and 11. So the 7th and the 10th, still two, We get to the 17th, and there's three, so we're going to need a lot of people. Okay? And the last one, which this is a fun one. Well, I know they're all fun, but all right. (laughs) One where? Perfect. All right, so in the gym, you're going to find a display, cowboy-themed display for Rally Day. Rally Day is September 10th. There isn't sign-ups for specific things to bring but what we really need is we need to have a pretty good idea of how many people so that we can get all of the food ordered, okay? So if you're planning on coming, put your names down. There's two different sign-up sheets there just to add your names because we're trying to get a count, okay?
1: Thanks. Very good. That's it?
3: Uh,
1: no. no, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Lana. She's fun at parties. Um, yeah, m bar Ranch, going to have a great uh, picnic, all-church picnic on Rally Day after the uh, service. We encourage you all to come out, dress accordingly. It should be a lot of fun, music, games. Uh, we're ha- having uh, the main dish is going to be catered, pulled pork, hot dogs, sh- coleslaw. It should be a great, great event, so do sign up for that. Alana mentioned the funeral services. We've got a, a service uh, next uh, Saturday, 1 p.m. on August 19th for Judy Engman, longtime member of our congregation. Uh, and then on August 24th at 2 p.m., uh, we have a service here for Bill Cochran. So you'll see those uh, sign-ups out there if you can help with those. That's fantastic, and we'll remind you of that as well. Carl, do you have anything? I do not. No? Nothing? No. Okay, very good. One final men's breakfast next Saturday morning. Uh, here at the church, 8 o'clock in the gym. So men's breakfast, Saturday the 19th. We're going to transition towards uh, the end of our service. Um, I'd invite you to stand, and we're going to pray together uh, the Lord's Prayer by singing the Lord's Prayer together. service ends, our ministry begins, and I would encourage you to go out those doors and find your place of ministry this week. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our sending him. go make a difference.